We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Carlin Alice. And with me today, we have producing co-founder Brian Goins. So during this live stream, there's going to be a drop of the new Spider-Man trailer, which I'm super excited for. So if you don't hear me for about two minutes straight, that's why. So I I was once someone who liked Spider-Man, and now you need like to watch seven different series. <laughs> and so, you know what I mean? Kenny's laughing. The voice you hear on the bottom is Kenny Spence. How's that yeah. any different from any anime you watch? Well, because no, anime are not that long. Like for the most part, anime aren't that long, right? Or if they are long, I start at the beginning. Like I, I feel like I'm late on the Spider-Man, right? You just I gotta, gotta watch, watch the movies. That's all I gotta, gotta watch. watch. Iron Man movies and don't I gotta watch Endgame? I gotta watch a bunch yeah, of I, shit. I, I, Your I anime episodes are like 30 I'm, to 40 so minutes long. What'd you say, Kenny? I said, I can't blame you. I'm so behind on that stuff. The last one I saw was whichever one where everybody came back from the dead. That's the last thing I saw from Marvel. So it's all in game. It's go. tough. I, yeah. I'm ready for I'm ready for a reset here. Uh, what's up, chat? What's up, our Twitch chat? We love it. Uh, we have a couple people already here. Uh, and by the way, if you are in Twitch chat, and I'll remind you guys, I we're doing a campaign this month. If we get to 600 subs, so if we get 600 Twitch subscriptions, whether you gift them or Prime sub or do whatever, I will buy a Max Drews jersey. And I will wear a Max Roos jersey live on Hangover Time. Um, I'm not getting the haircut. Maybe we can make that a different sub goal. But I, I'm I'm here. So we only need 42 more subs. You guys have been amazing. I mean, our community comes fucking hard. If we get another 42 subs from now until the end of the month, I will come on first week of December with a Max Roos jersey. So keep that in mind. Which jersey uh, I, are you gonna get? Are you gonna get the mashup one? I may get a I may get a road black. Um oh no, you gotta go to mashup. No, that's expensive, man. What are you talking about? Can't we we, we got some we got some discounts. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll get a mashup. Maybe I'll get like a, a vice one. Let me get last two. Season. Get two of them. Maybe I'll get uh, two of them. What are you talking about? I'm not <laughs> I'm one way jersey. How about we give one? 
How about we buy two and give one away to chat? We'll see. We'll we'll figure something out. But if we make our sub goal, there will be Max Truce Jersey things happening. So, guys, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Please subscribe. We did a watch party on YouTube the other day. Uh, we're really trying to push subscriptions on YouTube. So if you're watching there, please hit subscribe. If you're a pod listener, consider rating and reviewing. It helps us. Listen, I just, I just, I'm, I'm here begging at the beginning of the show. I just want to help. And I apologize for my little lack of energy. I am on my third, uh, I'm on my, my booster shot today for COVID. So I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a little sick. So bear with me. It's not as bad as last time I was telling Kenny pre-show that last time uh, I got my COVID vaccine, uh, my fever was higher than the heat offensive rating. Which says a lot about the Heat's offense last season and about my co- about, about my fever, um, gentlemen. Today's a good day because we're going to propagate Tyler Hero's All Star campaign, whether he deserves it or not. Kenny, I know that's your boy. I know you love Tyler. I think you know we're going to get into some of the specifics, but I think there's a legitimate blooming case for the first time All Star. I got to agree because I was going over it before we got online and um, all the great guards I can think of that can be locks are actually in the Western Conference, whether it's Steph, whether it's Dame. We know in the Eastern Conference, Trey's getting voted in by the fans. We know that. Or maybe LaMelo. But other than that, they have to fill those positions up. And I can't really think off the top of my head because Ben Simmons is obviously out. Kyrie is out. So... There's a there's a door for Tyler to get in there in the way he's playing, not only with his numbers, but his style of play. I think he can get in with it. So let's let's go. Let's go through some of these names together in the East. Right. Let, let's 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 like do some counting of some guards. So I think for sure Beal's a lock. Yeah. On the Wizards. Um, I think Van Vliet is going to have a case. I think Tyler will have an equally good, if not better case. I think you're right about Simmons just not being, you know, he's obviously not playing. I don't think Maxie's there yet. I don't think enough on the Knicks to get in. No. Now we go to the Bucks. You know, Drew missed a ton of time. Their record's not great. Not so sure about there. You know, we obviously have the Heat with with uh, Tyler and and Kyle. Indiana, kind of the same thing. You know, is is does Brogdon kind of sneak in? Uh, we got Detroit. A lot of young players. No one there's particularly ready. Cleveland, I think that Darius Garland is certainly making a very, very strong case for himself, and that'd be a really great story for him. Uh, now we get to the Bulls, right? So I think Zach Levine, and depending on where they position DeMar DeRozan, I think those are two guys that are going to be, especially with their record, they might even get two. Um, you know, Lonzo also, shout out to Lonzo, playing super well. LaMelo on the Hornets is another dude that's going to get heavy consideration. You know, Brooklyn, I don't, James is going to get consideration. You know, we can maybe talk about does Tyler have had a better, you know, beginning of the season than James Harden. James is obviously going to have the fan vote behind him and the pedigree um, on the Celtics. It's kind of tough. Marcus Smart, not really all star level, you know, depending on where they position Jalen Brown as well. And you mentioned Trey Young at the top. So you're right, Kenny. Brian, there's no, you know, we how many did we say there's like maybe four guys or three guys that were like, OK, these guys for sure. So the obvious locks would be Bradley Beal, who was an all-star last year. He was actually a sub for last year. Or no, he was a starter last year. Never mind. I think Beal and one of the guys on the Bulls, depending on where they position I think between Levine and DeMar right now, DeMar has a better case. But I DeMar think has a better he's case. playing a three, though, right? Yeah, but you know how this works. I mean, he's yeah, definitely playing almost like a four. He's, yeah, he's, he's a four, four now. Sometimes even five. Yeah. I, mean, like, I think Levine should be in. 
But I think Tyler has a case because of, and it's unfortunate just the way the league is. It's about recognition. Yeah. Darius Garland's having a great year, but he's playing in Cleveland. People aren't really paying that much attention. Same thing with Fred Van Vliet in Toronto. As much as I don't want to support Toronto and Whoa. the Raptors' Twitters right now, because they've been creeping me out for the past few weeks, yeah. but they would if they said Fred Van Vliet deserves more attention. They'd be right about that. But I don't I think, really see it happening. I think if Fred, Cleveland Fred had a better record. We said? Uh, I think if Cleveland had a better record, I think Darius Garland would have more of a case. I think Darius yeah. Garland's going to have a legitimately really but, strong case. But we saw what he happened to Colin Sexton last season, and he didn't get in. No, so. but Darius Darius is a better player than Colin Sexton. I mean, but Colin Sexton had the stats to, to kind of at least yeah, become an Oscar. Cleveland's winning, right? Like they have. I, that's what I'm saying. They, if they, they continue to win, I think he has a decent case to get in. So but, Fred, Tyler, and and James Harden are interesting. Freddie's getting 19 and a half points. Harden, 19 and a half points. Tyler, obviously, 22 points, right? The shooting numbers look really good for Tyler. You know, 39% from three. You know, we have Fred at 40% from three. We have Harden, 39% from three. So they're all pretty close there. Uh, 42% overall from the field for Harden. Um, 46 for Tyler. And 43 for for Fred. So, and then, you know, Fred uh, has, you know, good assist number seven. Seven assists, five rebounds. You know, Tyler's five and five, almost six and five, which is really good. And then obviously, you know, Harden, uh, you know, nine, nine and six, almost nine and seven. So they're they're all pretty close. Like it's it's actually like a little insane how like similar those three guards are. Right, Kenny? But the, the thing I do want to say about James Harden, though, in his case. He may have an issue, not because of this year. Obviously, 19 points is pretty good, but that's a long drop off from 36. So he may get punished for what he's doing compared to what his reputation is and what he's done in the past. And he, he was guys bad. like Tyler may get that bump. Well, Ty- Tyler's going to be like the sexy pick, right? Yeah. I mean, just it's going to be tough because, you know, James has, I mean, the nine assists and the yeah, seven course. rebounds is huge. The shooting. For, for James is, is pretty much at, you know, from three at, at Tyler, um, you know, gets to the line more, you know, he's getting to the line five times a game, not, not to his standard Tyler, only two. Uh Fred uh, about same as Tyler. So it's so about, about 2.5, 2.6. So that's, it's just interesting how Tyler is, you know, obviously Tyler hero is not as good as James Harden. We're not yeah. saying that unless you are Kenny. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to go yeah. that far yeah. yet. As much as I hate as James as Harden, good, I'm not I probably wouldn't trade from now like, like I was about to last year. Yeah, no. I mean, obviously, like, you know, James probably gets in, right? I think I think yeah. at this level, James has kind of so. steadied the ship. I mean, James the Brooklyn Nets in. have a great record. They're going to get two guys in, so. And then it's going to be, like, guys like Freddie, like Tyler, like Darius Garland, right? And they're all going to be competing. You know, if Miami gets Bam and Jimmy in, that's probably going to hurt Tyler's case because it might be, like, we can't, you know how they go, oh, we can't, we can't get three guys um, you know, we can't yeah. have three guys from one team. Look at what happened year. to the Atlanta Hawks a few years ago, though. Yeah, but they were like the runaway yeah. number one seed. Doesn't mean Miami can't be that in a few weeks. Well, they, yeah, they but could be, but think, like the injury stuff. The schedule's a lot easier now. Yeah. And so it's like I was saying, so as far as Tyler on that tier with the um Darius Garlands and the Fred Van Vliet's, I think he'll get the edge just because of the recognition. He's playing for, for some reason. 
this season, Miami's getting all this national recognition, which I'm not used to in national praise. And so Tyler Hero may get in because of that. He's just in front of people more. He's going to get a fan vote. That's for sure. He'll get, he'll get like he ain't a fan vote. Like he's going to well, get I mean, a fan vote. Freddie Fred, has, Freddie has all of Canada too. The thing, right. the thing with guys like Van Vliet is that like, they'll get like, you know, the voters and coaches like probably really want to reward a veteran yeah. who has like worked really hard. Like, like, you know, and, and these are, you know, we had to talk like, realistically, like these are going to be like coaches pick coaches mm-hmm. pick guys. Right. And chat saying, you know, we have King Barros in chat saying, I love Tyler. I don't think it's going to happen. I think he has a better chance than we actually think. And I think he statistically has a case, but there's a couple things working against him. He's young. You know, guys like Van Vliet are two-way guys and coaches just love that shit. Harden, obviously, you know, with the recognition. And then really, I, I think he should get in over. And then also like, you know, the fact that the Heat are probably going to have two all-stars already. Um, and it's just, you know what I mean? I think his case is a little dicey. I want to read to you some stats, guys. Tyler Hero is running the most pick and rolls on the Heat as a ball handler, right? That is Miami's most used play this season. Most used offensive action is Tyler Hero pick and roll. They've run 130 of those. The next highest play is a Duncan Robinson catch and shoot, and that's been run 62 times. So almost twice as many times as the previous possession, and these numbers are via Instat. Uh, Shout out to Instat. They're incredible. Um, you know, these nuts, they're just really, their offense is really good this season. They have a top, top, I think a top five offense after last night again. And it's, it's on the back of hero being a, a heavy load pick and roll ball handler. He's in the top 15 in terms of just individual guys running pick and rolls ahead of Russell Westbrook, CJ McCollum, you know, Fred Van Vliet, James Harden, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, right? Bradley Beal. So, so Tyler's getting a, a more of a lion's share of that kind of possession. Um, you know, he's behind guys like Levine and Paul George and uh, Trey Young and Luka Doncic, guys like that. So, you know, you have that going for him as well. It's also, by the way, <laughs> Tyler Hero has run the second most handoffs in the league, only behind Anthony Edwards. Uh, it's just funny that considering kind of suppose moved away from the DHOs and Tyler's number two. Uh, by the way, <laughs> Duncan's right behind him at number three, though. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, guys, he's just, I mean, I think you can know that without the numbers. He's just a really heavily featured uh, part in a really, really good offense. I, I do have some precedent, though, because obviously, are, you, are we assuming Tyler's going to remain a six-man throughout the rest of this first half of the season? So. I so, think so. I think there's no way. Actually, I think I may starting to be, I may be starting to be convinced on from by the start Tyler crowd. I may be a little more convinced now. I actually think I'm almost there now Why? after seeing him start. So, I think the thing about it is, so, and I'm guilty of it too. When we think of starters versus bench players, we re, we kind of just go with the idea that if Duncan goes to the bench, he'll be by himself. But if Bam, Jimmy, Tyler, and Kyle are all healthy, they'll almost never be off the floor at the same time. And so Duncan would still have some people there. I don't think it's going to happen, but if it were to happen, I wouldn't be angry. I think that Duncan just makes more sense because you can get Tyler. Because if Tyler's starting with those other dudes, it's just, you know, he he can't get himself going. He won't have the same, you know, ball reps with those other guys, right? Because it's going to be a lot of Kyle and Jimmy and Bam. And I think the reason why he has been able to get in such a groove is because he's kind of by himself on that second unit. 
his chemistry with Deadman is just incredible. And I've mentioned this in the past, and I'm going to say it again. You know, Tyler and Deadman, uh, plus 25 per 100 possessions. It's on 172 minutes, uh, 129 offensive rating. That is just monster. And they are crushing your benches. And, you know, Kenny and, and Brian, to me, the biggest thing is, can this team survive in Jimmy Butler list minutes? Right? Because that's been the MO of this team. Can they survive when their best player is not playing? When, when Tyler's on and Jimmy's off, they're plus 11. To me, that says it all. And I think you keep them on the bench until further notice. Yeah. And so I do still agree with that. I do still think he should be coming off the bench, but I'm not as against the start Tyler Crowder anymore because they, at the same time, I said in the preseason that if Tyler keeps this up, at some point he may start to be undeniable and he may just get a shot. But I also don't think this is the case because they paid Duncan already. But I'm not for him starting at this point, but I'm not totally against it anymore. That's their where starting I am lineup's really good. Yeah. They're, they're, they're Jimmy, Duncan, uh, Jimmy, Duncan, Bam, PJ, Lowry. They're, they're plus nine per 100 possessions. Um, the defense is absolutely hellacious, 98 defensive rating. The offense, not so good. And I think now that Duncan's found a little bit of his footing, I yeah. think we'll be able to see that take off a little bit. So that's where I'm reluctant because I'm like, okay, I think Duncan can be optimized with those guys. He's just had to, you know, I think, and Brian, you know, correct me if you disagree with me, but I think that, uh, I think a big reason why Duncan's probably struggled is because his role has changed so much and he has to find a way to fit in, in a completely new offense. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, you know what I mean? It's not just, Hey, everything's going to revolve around what I do with Bam. And and Goron is kind of like a secondary feature of our offense. Now it's like, okay, you know, Kyle is really running the show. Jimmy's off ball a ton. You know, I'm not getting the same kinds of looks as I am before. So I feel like things are kind of changed. Yeah, I think it's kind of helped that Jimmy's been out these last few games. And especially Ben this past one. Uh, it's kind of given him a lot more opportunity to kind of get more basket attempts. Um, I mean, for the most part... The offense has looked a little different. You did see a lot more three-point shooting last night's game. Um, I mean, it wasn't something they were doing. A lot. I mean, they were obviously shooting the ball, but they weren't shooting to the degree that they were like Mine yesterday. Like one of the last in the league in attempts, Brian. Exactly. So it I seems like they're trying to get Duncan more attempts while obviously the offense is, is in a holding point with Jimmy out, and especially Bam out this past game. Who knows if they'll play tomorrow. Right now they're both questionable against um, the New Orleans Pelicans at home. But in a way, I think it's helped Duncan because it's kind of forced him into the role that he was in these past couple seasons. He did, like you just mentioned earlier in the show, he's third in handoffs. I mean, we have seen a lot more handoff usage for him this these last few games, and it's pretty much helped him kind of break out of this this shooting slump. Now, so, whether or not this continues good. against good teams, who knows? I mean, it's going to be nice that he's going to get to play some more lower caliber teams with the Pelicans coming up tomorrow night. I. I I hope that this continues on and he closes out November in a high note still. Because as as nice as it was that he, you know, he shot really well against two. I mean, I guess Utah is still pretty good. But for the most part, like against the Lakers, against the Clippers, those are two. I mean, whatever, whatever you think about the Lakers, I mean, they had a good game that night. They played pretty well, despite Miami missing out on a bunch of open shots. Um, that Clippers team, I think, is 
low-key pretty good. That they, they could make yeah. it to the Western Conference Finals again. But that no, team is good. I think they could. They don't have enough scoring, I don't think. I um, think their defense is really good, but I, I think that when it comes to the to the better teams in the West, they're gonna but, fucking camera. Yeah. They're gonna have some. Uh, they're gonna have some some issues kind of scoring the ball when PG is your only real hub. Well, circle back to the heat. Oil. Circle back to the heat. Let's circle back to the heat. So they're they're twenty first in three point attempts. I just checked. So they're not really think, getting up a lot. I think they need Duncan to shoot more. I think he has been. I think he's going to continue to. I think his role is going to stay the same unless he has another really bad shooting slump again. If that happens again, then I could see Spo maybe tinker around with the starting lineup. But I think only out of necessity, that's the only reason why we're seeing Tyler out there. And it's worked to, to Spo's benefits. worked really well that Tyler's been able to do this also in the starting lineup. And that's great. It's great that we can see him. It's, it could be a preview for what we see come playoffs, just like what we happened with Goron. Like you, you might see Tyler in the starting lineup and, who knows what happens when Victor comes back and all that. He could be a six-man too. But I actually was going to bring up because there is some precedent towards, um, that's why I asked earlier if you think Tyler's going to remain a six-man, is there's some precedent towards a six-man making the all-star team. Yeah, and Ginobili. the only case I've seen is actually, not even Ginobili. Ginobili made it twice as an all-star when he was a starter. The only case I've been able to find was back in 1998 when Kobe Bryant was voted yeah, in by the yeah. fans. His second season in the league. Um, besides that, I haven't been able to find a single other player that was voted in that was a six man. Yeah, so um, if he's... Kobe that season only played one game um, as a starter, so the rest of the games he played was a he was a bench player. He didn't even have a great statistical season. He only averaged fifteen point four points, which I mean, I guess back then yeah. the offense, yeah, maybe that might be like sure. if you if you're talking like today's offense, that might be like a twenty point pregame score, but still. It wasn't like a great season that he he deserved an All Star team, and it was an article I'm reading now. Like he pretty much was voted in, like because it was just fan voting at the time. They didn't have yeah. the system they have now, where it's kind of scale like 50 percent fans, and he had 25 percent media and 25 percent coaches. Yeah. So, so the thing about that scaled. was so Kobe, that was his second year, 98. That was his second year. He broke yeah. out in his third year. But he was already such a big superstar and celebrity from high school and being his high school player and taking Brandy to the prom and all that stuff. He got the fan vote. So they let him play. They didn't let him play the fourth quarter. But that was why he ended up making it. But he ended up breaking out and actually being a real star the following season. So his, I think his, I think Tyler's case is going to come down to, I think his play is his play. And I think he's just going to have uh, brass is a good point. Dwayne's last season well, he was off yeah. the bench, but yeah, that was, that didn't really count um, for like, I mean, I guess it was like an honorary all-star appearance, not, not like super merit based Tyler's Tyler getting in is going to Tyler getting in is really going to count on how good Miami's offense is by the end of this, by, by the all-star break. Right. Which by the way, they're, they're fifth in half court offense this season, which is absolutely Fucking mind-boggling considering their shooting limitations and just everything and the injuries and just everything that's like fucked up about this team is typically on offense. And the fact that they've gotten a, a, a fifth-ranked half-court offense is like a Herculean effort that, I mean, a, a lot of that's the offensive rebounding. Uh, they're, they're, they're like rebounding like 30% of their misses. It's insane. Um, but I think Tyler's case is going to come down to 
you know, how good their offense is, right? If those other guys miss time or or if their records kind of slip in. And how good is Miami's record? If Miami's really like five games up on everyone else in the East, like truly like the runaway best team, and they're going to have a chance because they're going to have a lot of easy opponents and they look like they're probably going to get healthy soon. Uh, I think that the Heat may have a shot at three All-Stars considering how weak the East is, but I do think it's kind of an uphill battle for him, especially, so if Jimmy misses like a fuck ton of time, right? Like if Jimmy is like really not back until like mid-December and the Heat go on like a little run here, I think that's going to help Tyler a ton, especially if he's the one that's keeping them above water because I think that these these kinds of things require context and I'm, I'm sure that that's going to be taken into consideration, but I mean, Chad's saying like, there's no way. I don't but, think there's no way. I think that he's going to be in the conversation and he's knocking at the door. He's frankly knocking at a door. I did not think he'd get to. It'd be unprecedented because the system that's in play now was not the system that was in play when Kobe was voted in. Yeah. And so the thing too, like the more we talk, the more I think about it, Coaches are definitely going to hold him being a six-man against him. So I, I think his chances are pretty slim the more I think about it. The Heat would have to be dominant around – by the time also break comes, they would have to be pretty dominant for, them, I mean, he's for the coach to say, hey, okay, we can Like, if, if Jimmy's – He has, there, but – He's the starter for Jimmy. Yeah. But I, I don't expect Jimmy to be out too long. Jimmy's never out really that long. Uh, I mean – So I don't long. know if he's going to be out that long. I hope not, but – Because you know, he, he's questionable for tomorrow, so he'll be back soon. He'll be back soon, yeah. So, um, I mean, hopefully he doesn't get hurt again. And and Bam's also kind of going to miss time with the knee. So, I mean, I think the more that these dudes miss time, the more it helps Tyler's case. Yeah. Um, I just, listen, we read the numbers at the top. Like, he's yeah. putting up numbers comparable to James Harden. I don't think that that's crazy. Like, it's oh, yeah. not. So, to us, it makes perfect sense. We're looking at things that actually make sense. We got to remember the voting. Well, the coaches is what I'm talking. Yeah. It's like this is gonna be coaches yeah. getting yeah. These coaches, yeah. coaches voting, but even still, they'll probably just go with Van Vliet or somebody. They'll probably I don't know. The more I think about it, I'm not sure if they'll really give. I don't know what seed does mine need to be to really consider having three all stars on the seed? Does that have to be, be the first seed? seed? They have to be the first seed. Uh, it'll have to be one, maybe yeah. two of the like 0.5 games behind. If one. they're two and the first is Brooklyn, then they may get some consideration. And they're going to, I mean, it sounds stupid, but they're going to need like some national TV kind of, um, yeah. kind of performances. And I don't know how many they have left. Um, they kind of use some of those. I mean, he was really good in that Laker game that went to overtime. So it would have been nice if they got a, a win on that. But I don't think it's impossible. I think that they yeah, certainly can do it. Yeah. Um, I We're going to have to do a really big campaign for him, don't we? Yeah, yeah. And, but, and, but like you said, the Heat schedule is really going to be a lot easier now, so they can get to that top two seed. So it's definitely possible. I mean, if you beat the Wizards twice, you pretty much jump up. Yeah, the, the Wizards are pretty way. good this year, though. No, yeah, and their I mean, defense is absolutely incredible, yeah. which is a tribute. Those to are like, two games I, that you need to win if you want to climb the standings quickly. Yeah. So you get need New Orleans. You get New Orleans, Washington twice, Detroit, Minnesota, and then you play uh, then Brooke, you, you play Chicago, they, right? Then you play uh, Chicago, Denver, Cleveland, which are that's a pretty tough stretch. Then Indiana, Milwaukee, Memphis, Milwaukee, Chicago, right? And this pretty much kind of takes you to. So I mean, th- their schedule gets a little soft now, so they got to really capitalize on these, mm-hmm. you know, Detroit's Timberwolves, right? I, I think they can get one of those Wizards game, that Pelicans game. Um, so like they really got to kind of focus now and uh, and do that. I mean, then kind of late December you get. 
Orlando, Detroit, Indiana, Detroit, Orlando. Like, <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a nice, that's a nice yeah. soft part of your schedule right there. Uh, San Antonio, Houston, Sacramento, you know, you all nice, pretty like average teams, below average teams right there. You just listed. No. Yeah. That's a nice, really chunky, you know, that's a nice little bulk of wins. I mean, you can feasibly go on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You can, you can go into that warrior game on possibly like a double digit win streak, you know, considering how you do against the the Sixers before yeah. that. And right now with this tough schedule, you know, the season, they're given, they're getting these reps that they need to get everything together against really tough opponents. And so when they have those things clicking, they'll be up against the Timberwolves or whoever. Yeah. And so I have pretty high expectations for um, the season down the line, just because of that reason, like the schedule is going to be pretty easy. So They'll be able, like I said, they'll be able to climb up to that, climb up to that one or two seed, possibly. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I like what um I like what he Bernard said here. He says, Tyler hasn't paid his dues yet. I don't see the coaches rewarding him early in his career. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing holding him back. Kenny, you kind of mentioned that as well. Like it's, it's tough. Um, right. Or the kid asks how many all-star appearances you think Tyler will have in his career. Listen, I'll be the first to say, I didn't think he'd get zero. I I thought zero. I mean, I'm clearly wrong. I mean, he's playing at a level. And again, I think the context is important. The East is like super down with guards this year. You know, guys have just been unsuccessful. Kyrie's obviously not playing a lot of, Good guards have been traded away, right? Like, you know, today, this is a good year. You know, the other ones have kind of aged out of all-star contention. So Mm -hmm. this is really a great year for him and Miami's good. Um, So I I think this is going to be as good a chance he has. I probably still go, I probably still go. He doesn't make one, Um, but he'll be at like that level where he's like in the conversation. Like Mike Conley, Mike Conley made one all-star game. And he got yeah, it pretty late. Insane. You know what I mean? Like, Mike Conley is a fucking good basketball player. Do you think, so, what would you rank Tyler if he doesn't make it 
to the All-Star game? Like, where would you rank him if, say, someone got hurt? Would he be, like, one of your top two or three? Oh, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, as a replacement, of course. Yeah. Because, like, for the guards, you know, we're talking, like I said, Harden, Beal, right? And then one of the Bulls guys, or if DeMar's a forward, depending on how they do that. Yeah, right? I think then DeMar's you're really talking Fred, Garland, those kind of guys. So then at that point, I mean, you know, Tyler's kind of in the conversation there as well. So, I mean, I think for sure if it's an injury replacement and if they go by position, um, you know, and if Miami's really good, I can totally see that happening. I mean, that's how Goran got in. If we don't see Tyler in the All-Star game, where would you want to see him, like, on that skills day? Shooting. I'm I'm, I'm assuming the skills challenge. Three-point contest is the best, man. That's the most fun of it. I like it more than the actual All-Star game. Terrible. Huh? I said dunk contest is pretty terrible. So Yeah, I mean, it's I, I always watch it. You know, I'm I'm the sucker that's always watching it, hoping it's like because it's an event, right? But the, yeah. the three point shootout is really for me like yeah. that's the fucking you know. What he I mean? should I, make he should be in the three point shootout. I think. Yeah, I think so. he's a better case than Duncan right now. <laughs> See him go up against Steph. So, Steph is so fun in those man. Oh my god. Oh yeah, Tyler. Tyler's, Tyler's uh. Go ahead. Oh yeah. So as far as his um all star appearance, my only concern is so. Zach Levine is going to be very difficult to beat. I don't think he's beating out Zach Levine for that spot. No, for sure. We, we, and we can't. Top, we, by the way. And we can't really sleep on Lamelo Ball and how people may want to reward. If they're going to reward a young guy, they'll probably reward him before they reward Tyler. So, and like I said, so one of the Bulls guys, depending on how they position, Trey Young, Beal, Harden, that's already four. And then, like I said, then your Lamelo's yeah. kind of in that group. I mean, Charlotte, Charlotte's not winning a ton of games, Kenny. They're not. But and he's dropped off a little bit. His play is his play is not what it was. It's not what it was. Season. But I do think they'll still probably try to reward him over Tyler for whatever reason. So I don't know. I'm a little concerned about that, but we'll see. Lamelo's shooting. But at, really at the same weird. time. Remember, they put the guards together. And so if we can only name four people that we're concerned with, that's technically the point guard and shooting guard. There's still space for Tyler to get in there. Yeah. No, I, I think I think at the very least he'll be in the conversation till the end. Yeah. Right. And I'm I'm kind of curious as to the kind, you know, Kenny, Charles, Shaq, EJ do like their little lists. Mm-hmm. I'm actually curious as if he makes any of theirs. Um, you know, I mean he's listen, I think he'll he's make Shaq. Shaq is really high on Tyler. Good. I love Shaq, man. People hate on yeah. Shaq. I like Shaq. Yeah, no, Shaq is just hilarious. I know that. I know that people like Amin's really polarizing. But Amin told a story on um, I forgot what pod he told the story on. But he told a story on a pod once that um, Shaq, you know, you know, Shaq talks so much shit about perimeter guys and and Curry, and then Amin is like Shaq is like showing his kid Steph film and wants his kid to be like a perimeter player because like he's not stupid, right? Like he knows. He knows that he's performing on television, and, but he know he's not like he's not stupid. He knows like he knows. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Think, my poppy's asking, "What do though? What would Tyler have to do? Play in the league a couple more years?" Yeah, I think guys are gonna want him to prove it. Like not I this mean, year, maybe. He's probably gonna have Van Vliet's a coach's wet dream. Like, let's be what? honest yeah. with you, the dude is undrafted, plays a fuck ton of defense. You know, floor general has fucking grinded really hard. Almost made it last year. Like, he's just like, yeah. I mean, he's the guy that, and he has the numbers to back it up. So he's I, gonna I have think, to have another postseason run. I think. I think. I think that you know you can make an argument either or. I you know as somebody who watches a lot of Raptor basketball, like I think what Fred does defensively 
Like I, I value that a ton, but I think that Tyler is just like been a lights out shooter, especially from mid range. Um, he's in the 84th percentile as a mid range shooter this year. Like what the fucking fuck? unbelievable. And a lot of that self created. Right. So that's the other part about his, his game is he is, he's incredibly like self-efficient, you know, yeah. a lot of, I think 35% of his threes are unassisted as well. It's you shooting damn near 39%, 71st percentile, even its attempts and everything. He's a great offensive player this season. And he's booing a team that, and Kenny, Jack, Jack Alfonso on the pregame show said, if Tyler doesn't take this leap, this team is a massive disappointment. 100%. And he's totally fucking and listen i love to sit here and i love to get all of the kyle lowry praise and kyle deserves a fuck ton of credit because again that starting lineup is amazing and tyler's not in that starting lineup but i think if if tyler's not what he is given their injuries and everything i think they're you know right there with milwaukee or or kind of toward the middle of the conference in terms of win loss and he's just i mean he's been their hub when these guys have missed time and he's been the most consistent player because he's available, right? Jimmy's obviously mm-hmm. the best player on this team. And, you know, outside of that one game in Indiana, Jimmy's been fucking destroyer of dreams. Um, but Tyler's, man, Tyler, Tyler's been a fucking rock for them. Tyler makes yeah. the all-star team this season. He'd be one of the youngest all-stars ever. Pretty much Kobe, Luca. I just, Luka, I just like and, that we're having the conversation. Yeah, they, yeah. Like at age 21, we're even talking about him but, Almost becoming an all-star, if not. And he has a real, He deserves to be in the conversation too. It's not just us being like biased yeah. Heat fans. He's really like in there. His numbers are similar to James Harden. I looked this morning just to see. He's not that far behind Devin Booker's numbers, even though it's a funny conversation to have. Devin Booker's having a better season, but he's not that far behind it. So him being Boy, in the all-star like conversation man. makes sense. Miami Heat basketball is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Miami Heat tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices in all their NBA tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Which I mean, at this point, if you haven't bought your tickets to see the rematch of the Jokic Brothers live at home at the FTX Arena, time is running out. Just visit TickPick.com slash today to save $10 on your first order of Miami Heat tickets. Once again, that's TickPick.com slash to save $10 today on your first order of Miami Heat tickets. Boy, the Suns have been good lately. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. But I expected that. They've ripped off, I think, what, 10 straight or something? Nine, nine straight? Yeah, I yeah. expected Absolutely that. Absolutely insane. They're, they're right on the Warriors' heels. They're a game back on, on the Warriors. Uh, they have the second and, best and overall And the Warriors had a great start, and they're already down right now still? The Warriors are, uh, they're up. Steph has I 19. They're up by five and a half time. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty interesting that... Uh, that they're even in that conversation because I thought the Warriors were going to run away with that first scene, and it looks like they're not. I mean, it's still it's still early. Um, yeah, and I, I think they had a pretty easy schedule. I haven't looked at it, but from what I've seen, they've had a pretty easy schedule. Why is it that everyone in the Western Conference has an easy schedule, but not the East? The Warriors? I don't know, man. 
I actually believe the Warriors have had one of the hardest schedules. Well, they started off with an easy schedule. Now they they started off and then, yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Actually, they've had the easiest schedule according to uh, Dunks and Threes. But I wouldn't use that as too much of a knock on them because they still are a really good team. Steph is doing ridiculous shit. Like, oh, no, they're great. They have a top five defense and and offense right now. Yeah. Yeah. No matter who you play, if you can have both in the top five, that's. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. That's amazing. Do you know that Miami so, has um so dunks and threes, which is a great stat by the way. If you don't have it, I recommend you checking it out. Um, it's not too expensive to subscribe, but they have uh they have an adjusted net rating stat, and it's net rating uh scored per hundred possessions adjusted for the strength of schedule, right? So it kind of adjusts for for good defenses and stuff like interesting. that. Interesting. Can we guess? Uh, well, Can we guess? Are we gonna guess? You want to guess the top three? I'm gonna go number one. Still go to state just because their net rings crazy big. Okay, mm-hmm. you're correct. Um, number um, two, I would say Chicago. You're gonna go yeah. Chicago. I was gonna go for number two. I was gonna go. I'm gonna go another Western team. I'm gonna go Phoenix. Okay. Do you, do you think no, I think the Heat Miami, have to be in there, right? You think I think the Heat would be third. Miami's second. Golden State's first wow. plus nine point seven. Miami's second, and Utah's third. Chicago's fourth. Denver's fifth. Yeah. Uh, Washington six. Brooklyn seven. So kind of round that out for you. Um, and. Kind of to your point too, for them to be doing all that and their backcourt has struggled to make bas- make shots, it's insane. Duncan just found himself two games ago. Kyle, he found himself a little before that, but he's still not really looking to score or anything like that. But he's doing his job. But yeah. for them to still the Kyle be in that, thing, it's yeah. The Kyle thing's interesting because at the rim, and I've said this before, shooting by far a career high, 76% finishing at the rim, Damn. which is just like Absolutely, like fucking insane. Um, from mid range, you know, one of his highest marks of his career, forty four percent, really solid. And and his his diet's not huge from there, so you know, if he's taking that as a release valve kind of shot, I mean, he's doing a really good job coming off curls, coming off pull ups. The three point shot is what's low. And I said this at the start of the season, uh, Kenny. I said if Kyle gets to thirty five percent, I think you take that. Yeah. Um, He's been back and forth. He was 40% last season, 35 the year before, 35 the year before, 40%, 41%. So he's been super up and down, 39, 34, right? So he's kind of been a a really streaky guy with the shooting. I think you don't need him to be elite because he's defended. He does so much other stuff. But he's also defended as an elite shooter. Like no no one's taking their chance helping off Lowry, right? And even, even in playoff series where he's gotten really cold, that's just never been the case. Um, I think I think uh, during that that Sixer run, you know, when when he was really bad in that series, they did not, <laughs> they were not helping off of Kyle a ton, even though he was sticking up the joint in that series. I mean, Kyle obviously does a shit ton yeah. of things. I will say the counter to your point, Tree, is they can't afford, especially in the playoffs, they can't afford both him and Duncan to be like that. Right. Well, no, I mean, one of them is fine, but they can't let's, afford. Let's both. be let's be frank, Brian. I mean, if they're gonna win a title, I mean, they need to they they all need to be playing well. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have a top five, top seven player that they could just be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Jimmy. I love Jimmy, but Jimmy's not a give me the ball and get the fuck out of my way. And as much as I love Tyler. He saw the finals. I mean, he he did look pretty good against LeBron. I I saw the Bucks series where he looked exhausted. So it's it's tough. And you know, I think that Tyler in the playoffs, when people put size on him, he's gonna struggle. I think, you know, that has really not been something that we've seen a ton of. 
And a part of that is, you know, Miami, people have to use their size on Butler and use their size on, on and teams opt to use size on Duncan. I think that's probably going to shift kind of midway through the season. I think that coaching staffs are going to adjust and they're going to take their bigger guys off of Duncan and put them on Lowry and then just kind of take their chances with, with whatever Duncan does. Um, I thought the Lakers at the Laker game, it was super interesting because they put AD on Jimmy and then they put Dwight on PJ. <laughs> what and then they put Bazemore on Duncan. So the, then the the size they put on Duncan, so that they could be like, okay, well, if you're gonna run any any handoff, I'm sorry, they put a uh, they they put um they put Bazemore on uh, on Duncan and then Dwight on um no, I had it right, yeah. So that they, you know you could switch the handoffs and it'd be fine. And I think when teams start kind of adjusting and put their size on Tyler instead, I think it gets a little dicey for you. Yeah, because as shifty as he is and as creative as he is, he's not quick enough to really take advantage of those um, size mismatches. And so that could get tough for him. I don't know. I'm still waiting for what he said in that Rohan interview. It was DJ, season. by the way. That was It was DJ, not Dwight. DJ was the one on, on PJ. Uh, Jimmy told Rohan he had something up his sleeve, and I'm still waiting for it. Jimmy says a lot of shit. I don't, I don't yeah. listen to Jimmy. I, we'll I know see. that Jimmy's going to come out and ball out. It's gonna be um, stupidly locked in. <laughs> I don't ever want him to say that again. It was it was really cool up until game two. Yeah. Because he played like shit in game one, but he hit the buzzer beater and that was fun. And I thought they still had a chance to win the series. And then in game two, I'm like, never mind. <laughs> How they won game one. Who knows? What if? Big what if. What if they won that got horribly played game one? Bucks, man. Buck Bucks look like shit. And I know that Middleton's out and Lopez hasn't played, played like one game. Looks rough. Looking rocky out there. Bubble fry. I don't think they're going to. I think, and this is not a knock on them because every championship takes luck, but they did have a lot of luck getting getting to that point. And so I'm not saying they won't repeat, but I'm not sure if it's going to happen. Giannis talking about leaving right now. What is that about? That was funny. Did you see that? Giannis is like, I don't don't know if my future's here. You know what I mean? Who's to say how I feel in two years? First sign of adversity, Giannis. <laughs> My man has a bad record. He's playing amazing. And the, they oh, yeah. just, that's a lot of Bobby. Listen, for you motherfuckers who wanted Bobby Portis on the Heat, that's an uncomfortable amount of Bobby Portis that they're playing. And look what it lets you. <laughs> they, I don't players. think they realize how much they would miss PJ, too. Yeah. No, but I mean, I even, I mean I'm not even going to go there because. You know, even even before PJ got there, they were like they were still rolling. They missed Lopez. I mean, they're the 20th ranked defense. Yeah, I was about to say, what's their defensive rank right now? Because they were like elite for two years in a row, three years in a row. That's Lopez. PJ was like barely there. You know, Lopez can't be that great as a defensive player. Well, it is when your alternative is Bobby Portis at the five. (laughs) That's true. Like when you go from Lopez to Bobby Portis, all of a sudden your scheme just. I mean, listen, I I said pretty consistently. The Heat only looked good in the book series when Bobby Portis was in the game. <laughs> it was like, oh, man, we got Bobby a drop. <laughs> Let's go. Poor Bobby. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> um, well, let's, let's, I didn't know they missed Britain Forbes that much. Let's go around the league oh, a little man. bit. I don't even. Yeah, fuck Britain Forbes. Man. Sick of that guy. He hasn't done shit since. He's he's our he's our. Isn't he in San Antonio again? He's in yeah. San Antonio. Miami's fourth in the East right now. Uh, they're a game behind Chicago. One and a half games back of Washington. They'll be one game behind. They'll be half a game behind Brooklyn after today if the score holds between them and the Warriors. Um, half a game above Cleveland. So, you know, I think they're, they're, they look good. I think after this week that we could potentially be number one in the East again. Are you guys, I'm not really buying Washington or Chicago. I think it's been really weird. What they've I'm been not doing. buying Washington. Absolutely. I believe not. Chicago. I so believe Chicago, Chicago, I think they're a top four seed. Well, Chicago and Washington both have the point differential, right? Like Chicago's, Chicago's played better teams. And Chicago's the thing to keep in mind about Chicago, too, is Vooch struggled also. So we haven't necessarily seen them at their full strength yet, and they're still playing well. Yeah, the best three-man lineup right now between yeah. Lonzo, Levine, and DeRozan. Chicago's middle of the pack in strength of schedule. Washington Just, has had an easy schedule. Washington. Oh, that explains a lot about them, then. Because even with Montrez playing well, I still don't really buy them that way. Isn't Beal out still? Beal, uh, I believe, is still out. I mean, we'll we'll see for the Miami game. I'm pretty sure that he'll be available for that, but um, we'll have to see. So, I'm not, I'm not super. Yeah, I mean, chats like don't sleep on, uh, don't sleep on the Bulls and the Wizards, and uh, for, I'm not sleeping uh, on the Bulls, but I don't. Uh, I'm you know, I believe, I, I think the Bulls are legit. The Wizards, I gotta see. Surprising has been their defense, right? Because like, I think you know, if you look at them and you're just like, okay, well, Chicago's like gonna have a good offense, right? But they really haven't. They've only been 11th in offense. Uh, which is, I think, a little bit under what anybody could have expected. And they're fifth in defense, right? Yeah. You got Alonzo. Well, again, like Levine and DeRozan, sure, they're not great defenders, but well, Alonzo is. Well. I got to give credit. Yeah, I got to give credit to Caruso. And so I'm not too surprised about the defense being. They, so I thought it was going to be terrible, though, but they, they get small. a little bit small. And I think, you know, when I watched, I think what, where it really showed was that Nick game. Um, where you know they they they're playing Demar at the four right, and they're having Lonzo guarding opponent power forwards, right? Yeah. So then like Lonzo's on Randall, mm-hmm. and if you know Randall's just like you know putting putting this guy under the basket because they don't have a choice, right? Because they're they're thin. Mm-hmm. I think for all that we say about how thin Miami is, they're super thin, and Pat and Pat Williams isn't really there yet for them and all that. Pretty so, much for the season. Is he out for the season? I think he's out for pretty much. Yeah, the I think so season. actually. That's rough. That's rough. He's, he's, he was super intriguing for them. But if you know, if you're if you're Chicago, and it's where I worry about them in a playoff, especially against the Heat. Oh yeah, no playoffs. They're a second round exit, but second that's, 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 that's uh, favorable. They're they're just too small, Kenny. In a way, like when Demar's your four, and he can't even guard fours, I get yeah. I get concerned. And Vooch is just not. 
he's not even like Jokic, who Jokic has turned into a plus defender this year, and one of the mm-hmm. most bizarre career turns I've ever seen in my life. Um, so Vooch, Vooch is like, I think, being okay at defense, not good, not great. I think he's been fine. Uh, but like you said, it's really been the, the the pressure by the guards of Caruso and Lonzo that's really spearheaded. Listen, it shows the importance of point of attack defense, kids. Something <laughs> Miami has not had since, oof, can't remember, since Winslow, I guess. <laughs> Um, Jesus Christ! It's, thank God for Kyle Lowry. Man. Um, I, I, that's interesting. I, are we buying? Are we buying Washington then? Because I mean, if so, if you guys are in on Chicago, are you think, are you buying what the Wizards are doing? I think the Wizards, Wizards are, are a playoff team. Playoffs. I just yeah, they're not going to. The run they're on that's not going to continue. Yeah, their offense is stinky. They're at 16th in offense, and their defense is absolutely it's better than Miami's. I mean. Both Chicago and Washington have have a better defensive rating than Miami to start the season. I will say the Heat have played better teams. And mm-hmm. I will also follow up with Miami's had injuries to Jimmy and Bam. Yeah. And when you have those guys injured, you know, what happens is, is that the people that play for them aren't big dudes, they're small dudes, right? So it's Tyler moving into the lineup. And then you're bringing Gabe in. And for as good a defender Gabe is, you know, he's small. He's given up size. Your defensive rebounding gets hurt a little bit. And, you know, you're just all of a sudden, you're just a lot smaller. And that's just not good for defense, especially at your garden and wing spots. Um, they're, they're still big up front, right? You know, Bam's big and tall and strong and Deadman's you know, big and, and provides the size you need. But, you know, when their wings get hurt, so when Struce misses time, when Jimmy misses time, when these dudes miss time, what happens is guards step up. And it's just, I think that's kind of hurt their defense a little bit, which is why they're ninth. Um, which I, I do think they're better than that. And if you look at their starting lineup, you know, that, that PJ Lowry, Jimmy Duncan, bam, uh, their defense is like a fucking, <laughs> it's a destroyer of dreams. Cause that's what Bulls they look like the, when they're whole. So I'm looking at just rebounding numbers and the Bulls are one of the worst rebounding teams in the league. They're third worst right now. Oh yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like regular season, I'm buying it. Playoffs, no fucking chance. Well, well, rebound percentage are 19th. So adjusted for pace and all that fun stuff. They're, they're still, nice, but still not good. Still, still, still not good. Um, and I guess where, where the, I mean, the Heat are, by the way, first in, in rebound percentage is really fun. I don't, I still <laughs> don't fucking understand that, but I'm happy. <laughs> well, defensive rebounding, Miami's fifth. I think they're solid. I mean, I think we've talked about this. They're still a super switchy team, but they switch a little bit more selectively. So I think in general, their rebounding are, are in better positions. And their offensive rebounding is just fucking incredible. They're, they're fourth in offensive rebounding. And you could credit that to Deadman. You could credit that to Jimmy playing more under the basket because Jimmy's PJ. not running. Mm-hmm. PJ, PJ, yeah, PJ, huge. They just have a lot of dudes. Kyle gets in there and disrupts shit. They have a lot of dudes now that just kind of get in there and they don't give up any, any toughness under the basket. So, and they're Tyler's a plus rebounder. Huh? Yeah. Tyler's, Tyler's a plus rebounder. Plus rebounder. So. Yeah, yeah. Kyle, Tyler, Jimmy. I mean, the guys, they're starting five. I mean, I, I guess Duncan's not, but I mean, those four dudes are just monster monsters on the boards. And when you go to your bench, right, you have Deadman and you have Tyler, who are also really good rebounders. And I mean... Well, the one game they really struggled was against the Denver Nuggets on the rebounding game yeah. side. Very quietly, guys, they're looking to have a solid, like a fucking solid eight-man playoff rotation with their starters, oh, yeah. Tyler, Deadman, and Depot when he comes back. That's why I wasn't too worried about the depth because that's a regular season thing anyway. Once the playoff starts, everybody's um well the depth has been kind of moved yeah. anyway, because like yeah. Struess has been awesome. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you Caleb has really shown you some stuff. I think Markeith, I didn't even mention Markeith. You know, Markeith oh, is yeah. another guy who's been, you know, I'm not the biggest Markeith Morris fan. I've I've said my piece on him. Um, I've really come around. I think he looks a lot better than I thought he'd be. Shooting pretty okay from three, 38%, 70% at the rim, which I think is really promising for them. And he's just a good, he's just a, a good, tough basketball player who really fits the identity of what they're doing. Yeah, he's exceeding my expectations for sure. It was a yeah, little question about but it was a little question about at first. I do think Keith is the only player who has like a, a minus point differential. <laughs> um, when he, he no, no, he's positive. They're plus. They're better with him on. How about that? So wow. I, actually, something I wanted to monitor, and we haven't played in a minute. The Deadman Keith lineups have been good. They've really corrected that. <laughs> Plus 10 per 100 possessions. Um, yeah, that was one of the things I, I, I was kind of scared about. And they've really, they've really kind of corrected that. Um, I like when they play him at five, too. I think that that's kind of interesting. So if you look at lineups of uh, Morris, no Bam, no Deadman, um, you know, they're plus 11 in those lineups, which is really good. I mean, him playing at center, I think, is, you know, he, he has to be more of a rim roller. He can kind of pop mm-hmm. a little bit so you get some variance. Uh, so that's a look that they'll go to. So really, I mean, like they're like nine deep going into the playoffs, and I think that's a, I think that's a really solid rotation. And you know, if, even if he comes in and only plays a a little spell in the second or third quarter, like I think that's yeah. Chats currently on is out on him. She says my eye test says no. I don't know. I was out on him, but uh, he's he showed me some stuff the past few games before Jokic did what he did, which we don't have to get back into. But you know, Markeith has been really reliable. Solid. He's he's gonna get a contract next season from somebody. I mean, yeah, I think that this has been. Sure. Yeah, I think I. I mean, again, I'm I'm not a Markeith Morris, you know, connoisseur by any means, but it's it's Brian for sure. It's been his. I mean, it feels like his best season. I think he's contributing to winning in a lot of ways, and you know, even in the playoffs when he was on the Lakers, like it looked like you know they were just drowning in his minutes, and it just doesn't appear that way with the Heat. And I, he, you know, he's just. I don't like to make a lot of the culture, but he just really fits into the, not to sound corny, but like, yeah, the the culture, the, just the team makeup, the identity that they, they're the, the, you know, Brian, we've talked a lot about, well, what is this team? What is their identity? And this team, I think we know their identity pretty early. They're a fucking tough team. They're fucking They were missing out last year. That was part of the problem too. They're strong. They're nasty. They're physical. That's what they are. And Keith absolutely fits into that. 100%. Right? 100%. You out on him? I, I, I'm not saying I'm out on Mark Keith. I think his play has been solely reliant on, like, his, his, his plus minus value has been solely reliant on, on the heat, like, blowing out teams. I want to see what he looks like when he comes back. And me too. Me too. That's fair. And That's I think fair. that. I think I want to see them kind of figure out some of their defensive things again with the guards. I think the defense, you know, something to monitor. Like, I think he's missed. I, I would love to have him back in rotation again because I'd rather see less KZ minutes, especially your seven minutes. But uh, Much, for, I mean, for right now, I, I think Marquis done great. I hope his injury doesn't hold him back uh, in terms of being, you know, physical out there. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how bad a neck injury can be to an NBA player, but I'm just hoping that. 
you know, whatever we see from him coming back is similar to the, you know, the output he was giving us to start the season. And honestly, that, that whole injury, that whole situation, it, it could have been a lot worse. Um, yeah. I mean, he's out for five games, but I, honestly, when I first saw that injury, I thought he was going to be out the whole year. Yeah, they so. brought the stretcher out. That's what was scary about it. That's a, a shit you see for like a football player, like getting hit yeah. on the sideline from like kicking from like a kickoff. Yeah. Can I can I make a confession? God. I totally fell asleep for that whole Jokic moment. <laughs> and I woke up to the stretcher and like, what the fuck is going on? I was a late West Coast game. I had been for those who don't know, chat, I had been to the hospital. I have not been. My health has not been good. And I was fucking I was beat. I, I was just not in a good place health-wise. I just knocked out watching that Denver game. And I woke up. And I was like, why is there a stretcher? Who died? <laughs> and I just heard Eric Reed. I heard Jok- I saw Jokic walking into the tunnel. And Eric Reed was as disgusted with him as I've ever heard in my life. Oh, see, I, I was watching the Nuggets broadcast. And they were loving that shit. They were giving him all kinds of pats on the back and blaming Marquise. So I knew what that would end up becoming. I'm doing better, chat. Chat's heat burner. Cardinalianus has no excuses, G. I like that mentality. He will be a lot better if you give him some more subs to get that Struce jersey. Yeah, we've had zero subs today. Uh, so, you know, the road the road to 600 continues. Um you know, people really donate during hangover time and, and weird off pregame. So we'll 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 push we'll we'll push the agenda there. Oh, Wade goes says Jokic Brothers deleted their Twitter. That um, is true. You know, if you guys have some good Jokic Brothers suggestion for our Miami Heat movie for hangover time, send those using hashtag Miami Heat movie. Uh that that's funny. I think we're gonna try to bring that back. So no sneak peek. If you have some ideas for the Jokic Brothers, uh submit those uh via that hashtag. Um, so remember guys, 600 subs. I wear this. I wear the Struce jersey. We do the Struces loose. We have a whole thing. Um, excited for the season. Um, I, I want to thank our Twitch subs and our patrons. You guys are incredible. Uh, how many are left? I believe I said it at the top of the show. Hold on. I have the number 43. 43. It's four. Yeah. 43. Is it 43? Let me check. 40 something. 49. 42. We need 42 more subs. We need 42 more subs to get. Watch, we're going to get someone just just gifting 42 subs right now. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to. Yeah, we'll, we'll push. We'll push during hangover time this week. We're going to get we're going to I believe in our community. Uh, you know, Carliana, you know, we don't we don't have a sub counter because we're on StreamYard right now for Weird Off pregame show. We will have a sub counter because that is produced on OBS. Um, well, I, I'll, I'll get a sub counter. We'll, we'll get a sub counter for the rest of the month. We'll get a little ticker so we can see the sub goal. Super excited for that. Um, you guys are great. I love y'all. What do you got, Brian? I do want to tease. We're going to have some new merch, I think, coming this week. Oh, the best shirt we've ever done. I, I'm telling you, the design that Brian showed me. Now, you guys, I know some of you missed out on the, on the, on the BAM jersey because those went really quickly. Those are shipping out, I think, this week, too, by the way. If so not those, next are, week. those are going out. I know. I feel They've been bad. ordered. They, they, they arrived. Don't fuck uh, around we don't with have us. Them. We, we, we don't have you. When when we say stuff's going, stuff's going. But the the shirt that Brian showed me today, we have two designs coming up. One of them, I'm like, that's pretty cool. I don't know. I, I it's cool, but you know, the fucking one you showed me today, Brian. I'm like, I need thirty of those. 
<laughs> it's the best. It's the best thing we've done. I know a lot of you guys spent a lot of money on those mashup release drop that came out. What was it, last week? I think or this past weekend. I hope you guys saved enough money just to get a couple items. I mean, there's really going to be two new pieces, but there's going to be different variations of them. I'll say. I think maybe, we're going to have some. We're going to have some stuff for the cold weather because obviously we're we're we're, we're Nearing winter season, I, I know there's not a lot of things in our shop right now. Like hoodies, there's only one hoodie right now. There's no long sleeves. So if you guys were looking for stuff like that, we will be adding that even for some of the older designs too. So if you're looking for like a hangover time, long sleeve, we'll add that too on the site. As well as some zipped hoodies because I know a lot of people were wanting that. Super exciting. Uh, we also have some other announcements in the beginning week of December. Release date, Brian? Do we have a release date on the shirts? Coming soon. What does that mean? Next week? Two weeks? I'm hoping this week. I think this okay. week is very, very realistic. Okay. We're, so making, we're making one tweak to one of the designs, depending on how that how long that takes. Could be tonight. Could be tonight. I can get up tomorrow. Maybe we'll have a launch tomorrow. Brian's dead ass. Listen, Brian's really done a lot of heavy lifting lately. Brian has, Brian has a lot of little projects that are about to launch that I think fans are going to like. Listen, Brian's, Brian's really pulled his weight. You know, this is the second half of the year. Brian's really fucking come with a force. And stay tuned for December 1st. Stay Something tuned else for December coming. 1st. I'm telling you, we got lots of cool shit on the way. On the docket, we appreciate y'all. Listen, uh, I am feeling horrible because of my COVID booster, so I think we're going to cut this short. Thanks to everybody. I am going to uh, I'm gonna go die on my couch now. New Spider-Man trailer out now. 